Inbound 2016 is over for another year. I'm Moby Sadiq and you're listening to the last pop-up episode of Inbound Buzz during Inbound Week in 2016. This of course is the fourth episode in a series where I brought you some daily highlights from the event and of course a couple of amazing three in three interviews. That's three key questions in roughly three minutes from digital marketing experts at Inbound. If this is the first time you're tuning in, definitely go back to the other three pop-up episodes, especially if you weren't at the event, you will not be disappointed. Next week, of course, episode 41 will revert to our regular programming format. But first, let's talk day four. Today, I've got not one, but two extremely quality three-in-three interviews. The first one is with Chris Ma, who is quite frankly a leading voice in content marketing in the UK. He's the founder of the Content Marketing Membership Site, Content Marketing Academy Membership Site, and of course, the UK's leading content marketing and social media and business growth conference, TCMA. The second one I'm equally as excited about, it's with Ileana Staeva, who is the principal channel consultant at HubSpot. She managed to um, find some time in the day to give us a couple of minutes. We're very grateful. And I'm super excited for two reasons. One, because she's coined the term inbound PR. That's right, inbound PR. And did an amazing presentation at Inbound where she talked about that essentially. And secondly, she's from HubSpot, it's nice to get the other side of inbound and that's someone who actually represents the brand that is running the event. So definitely wait for that one. Before I give you highlights from day four, including Rand Fishkin's very insightful SEO in 2017 presentation, let's kick it straight to my three and three with the Chris Ma. I'm here for another three on three, this time with the Chris Ma founder of the contentmarketingacademy.co.uk. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing very well. Thanks very much for having me on your show. Thanks for being with us. So I'll get right into it. Three key questions in three minutes. I won't hold you to it, so don't feel pressured by that. Um, The first question is, like, I mean, we've seen a lot of great stuff, right? Like, I mean, there's all that sexy stuff, like the VR and the chatbots and all that sort of stuff. I'm curious, what's one key thing that you've seen that you can't wait to implement in your business? Yeah, so... the for me it was my mind was blown at Mitch Joel's session on he talks about VR and AR as well so you just mentioned that but just like the whole the whole idea of what's next mm. is, is incredible so for me it's like I want to go home and I want to like start looking at VR buying some like tech and just getting involved in that sort of space and just try to figure out where it's going to go I want to I don't want to miss I don't want that to pass me by so I don't know what, how that applies to my business right now, but all I know is that I don't want to miss it. And the way that uh, Mitch Joel pitched it to us, it's a, fair, a fairly complex subject, but he made it really simple and he also made me realise that this is going to be really exciting. Uh, it's just in its infancy just now, but there's a, really good, there's a really good opportunity to be first in your industry right now with this stuff. It's expensive and all that kind of stuff at the moment, but really key opportunity there for the way that the way that business and the experience that customers have with your brand is just going to change forever. And that excite, that's exciting. I don't want to miss that. And I feel like we're right on the cutting edge of that. And for me, it's about going home, reading blogs, maybe buying some stuff, going to some experiences, VR experiences, and just trying to figure out how this, how this is going to work, how consumers are going to use this to like research and buy stuff and, and get involved in brands. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's the one big thing for me. That's the top of mind, front of mind. It blew my mind. Mm. 
Definitely not a fad. I think you're absolutely right. Um, now, Chris, you're a leading voice in content marketing in the UK, and I'm all the way from Sydney, and I heard about you from there. So my the, one key thing I'm curious to ask you is your personal brand, right? So you've got a conference that you run, which is pretty amazing. You've had some big brands there, uh, big people there. You've got your own personal brand. What's what's a key thing that's driven to your own personal brand, you think? Yeah, there's a lot. Like, so you mentioned a few things, right? So it's not, it's, n- it's never just one thing that kind of, it's a combination of a lot of things. So just, I can just like throw like a couple of things at you that, that, that have that just have to be there one is content you have to be create something videos blogs social live broadcasting snapchat all of that stuff really matters when you're trying to piece your story together and and share that story with your audience so being there turning up being consistent being yourself being authentic all of that good stuff that's really really important but i think if i was to strip it right back to one thing that's been absolutely fundamental in my personal brand and the growth of that personal brand it's in my network and the growth of that so coming to inbound for example we're sitting right here inbound it's been an amazing week spending time with people that i have got to know over the last couple of years people like marcus sheridan and um, george thomas and the guys that we've we know in common but there's other there's more than that Anne handley we're having dinner with Anne handley tonight you know and stuff like that it's just that opportunity to meet leading business thinkers marketers that's been fundamental and it all started with asking if they would come on to my podcast and and have an interview with me and that's where that kind of relationship started so it all started with me reaching out that was it and then getting to conferences getting to events turning up showing up being part of the conversation that's the key you know and your personal brand will change it'll evolve and you've just got to kind of Try and be really, and Gary Vaynerchuk says this is one of his core messages, is just be really good at being you. And if you can do that, then that your personal brand just kind of like, you know, just kind of, it just grows around you, I think. Yeah, I dig that, man. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for saying yes to me as well. Yeah, I really feel what you're saying. It does work. You just have to ask, right? You just have to try. Yep. Final question. What have you found that's worked well for businesses this year? And what should brands be thinking about coming into 2017? Yeah, so I think when you come to America, you're in a different culture entirely, right? There's a lot of people here, even like I was in a session yesterday, I was observing more than learning, I would say, and it was Marcus Sheridan's session, and he asked a key question which highlighted to me that we've all got a lot of learning to do, right? We're still not really pushing it, right? There's a couple, there's a small percentage of people out there that you would consider to be leading, right? But you strip all that away and there's the majority of people are struggling, they don't know what to do, they don't know where to start. So a couple of big things sort of casting back this year and going into next year is one, one I would say is that we've got to double down on learning, right? So I truly believe that the success of your business is, is, is determined by how quickly you can learn and how quickly you can apply that learning in your business, right? So learn, never, never feel like you've accomplished it all right so you know be humble about that and learn and the second thing I would say is do what a leader would do right embrace the fact that you are a leader in your industry even if you don't like even if you you think you're even if your head's saying I'm not right in your heart you should be behaving and acting and doing things that a leader in your space would do and that would be learning and communicating in different ways and doing things like going to conferences and all that stuff and really connecting with people and just Doubling down on things like things like that, leadership, content, um, and and essentially just trying to 
I don't know, just be great at what you do. You know, be passionate about it and show other people what, what a leader would do in your space. Don't compare yourself to the competition. Just go out there and be the best you can be at what you do. And I think that's what we all need to be better at. I think there's too, too, too many times we're saying, oh, we don't have this, we don't have that, we should have done this ages ago, or we could be better. It's like, forget all of that. Focus on being, you know, you've got a spotless future. Focus on building that. That's why I say going forward into 2017, just embrace learning and development and work hard, you know, and make sure you're doing something that you really enjoy. I love that. It ties into what Gary was saying about not dwelling as well. So I love that. It's been yeah, yeah, a really yeah, key don't, theme. Don't complain, don't moan. Just focus on doing something that you really love and, and changing people's lives and and focusing on like your customers and the people that really matter in your in your business. Chris Smart, thank you so much for making the time. Pleasure to finally meet you and keep doing what you're doing, man. It's amazing. No, you're welcome. It was a real pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks again, Chris. Very generous of you to share your time, especially considering you and Kara were pretty exhausted from a very long four-day conference. We'll share today's episode, we'll end today's episode with Ileana's interview. But first, let's talk day four. The final day of Inbound kicked off with a really chill interview with the Alec Baldwin. Look, it had nothing really to do with marketing, but it was such an authentic real and honest conversation and if you can take anything from that it's you know authenticity and um uh, honesty just work really well the way he managed to captivate the audience and and alex a really intelligent dude he's got his own podcast called he's the thing where he talks about artists policymakers, and performers i haven't checked it out myself to be honest i definitely will do now um, but the man's got quite a brain on him for me the most practical highlight was rand fishkin's presentation on the state of seo in 2017 something i'm sure we're all very curious to know about rand of course is the founder of Moz, he runs uh, the Whiteboard Friday videos where you know for five ten minutes he gets up and he talks SEO and content and uh, all things digital. Um, definitely check that out if you want to you know savvy up a little bit in that area. Now I'll definitely do an entire episode where I share more key findings from his preso um, because I won't do it justice now. But just a couple of key takeaways. And by the way, he also shared his slide link. So if you want to get the entire slide deck now, you can do so. Go to bitly. So bit.ly forward slash keep up 2017. So keep up 2017. Check that out. And you can see his slides in all their glory. Now Moz definitely is the non-Google authority when it comes to SEO. So if, when this guy talks, you know, people listen. And he had some really, really amazing insights. Firstly, the old search engine ranking, search engine results pages now account for 3%, right? When we talk about traditional SEO. So by that, I mean, you know, you put in a term, you get, um, you know, you might get an ad or two, and then you get all the organic listings, right? You just get the organic listing. I'm not talking about the maps and the rich snippets and the quick answers and all that. Just, you know, ads and, you know, normal results, those type of pages only count for 3% of all searches. So what about all the 97% of other searches? These are things we have to account for. In the last two years, Google has made an incredible amount of changes to the point where even its engineers don't fully understand the algorithm. Rand was talking about rank brain and even the engineers don't really understand it anymore. It really is becoming machine learning. So a couple of quick exec summary tips before we move on. Firstly, diversify your traffic to keep earning visits from Google. One of the key things that um, uh, Rand and Moz do with their Whiteboard Friday videos is they actually load it onto their website first 
and then only after three months they load it onto YouTube. First, so they can actually build that authority first with their own content and then onto YouTube because now these days there was a time where you know you'd get um, video searches from YouTube and Vimeo and all these other providers, but now really it's just YouTube. So you, Google is favoring their own channel, of course, and most of the time a video results in the search engine result pages will be from YouTube and very, very few times it actually will be from Vimeo. The other key thing that they do in terms of diversifying their traffic, and it's funny because I spoke about this the other day if you listened, was using Medium. Right, so they will post something on their own blog first, and Ileana has some tips on this as well, actually. So there's a common trend here. They'll post something on their own blog first, and then later they'll post it on Medium. Another tip: use searcher in, use searcher intent to break through changing results. So look at all your keywords and see all the Google features they appear for. So you might have, you know, there might be ten keywords or ten phrases that you're really keen on. They're very commercially driven keywords for you. Pump them into Google, and then look at all the features that come up. You know, do maps come up? Do quick answers come up? Do those little kind of accordion drop-down, frequently asked question things come up? Have a look at that, and then use that to dictate the content that you're going to create. And some really cool tips on his um, in his slide deck as well on that. The third one was searcher engagement may be the new silver bullet in rankings. Now, a lot of people have been saying this for some time. I've mentioned this in previous episodes. But if you can keep someone on your website engaged longer than someone else, you know, it might be interactive content, it might be a video, it might be something that keeps them longer, then engagement is a metric now. Google does look at engagement. Say, so you know what, this person isn't bouncing, they're staying on the website, they're obviously more engaged, I want to deliver this result to more and more people. The key thing here was empathizing with our users. So they put in a phrase, as a human being, what do they want to see on the other side? Empathizing with our users. Sounds like common sense, I know, but nobody does it, and I'm sure you're not doing this for all your um, your key pages and phrases, and your competitors aren't either, which might not be a bad thing. Whole bunch of other amazing stuff in the Prezo, including what still works, like keywords still work, links still work, and of course, a speedy website, and he shares a really amazing framework, what Rand calls a flywheel for your SEO strategy. So check out his entire 121 slide slide deck, or stay tuned for, we're running a, uh, an SEO special, a 27 SEO special episode next few weeks, uh, within a month hopefully, where I'll no doubt touch on his research, but we'll also be talking about some other cool things, like what practical stuff is working for our clients, the power of PPC in SEO, actually, and some and something I know you guys will get really, really excited about, the best SEO tools to use in 2017 or to make sure your agency is using them for you. Okay, cool. That's all from me. I'm going to throw it now to my very special interview with Ileana in a sec. If you've been following my coverage of Inbound 2016, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to share with you guys. It's been amazing to meet so many new people, so many new faces. It's been amazing to meet all the listeners, and I can't wait to do it again next year. To all my new friends and all our new listeners, please keep listening to the show. I'll be back with episode 41, where we'll revert to our regular format of all things digital and inbound marketing goodiness and of course our expert interviews if you have any questions or would like to reach me the people who know me know i'm very accessible at moby sadiq on twitter or moby at redpandas.com.au okay let's jump into our very special pop-up interview with hubspot's iliana 
Stariva. I'm Moby Siddiq and I'm here for another three in three, three key questions with a digital marketing expert, one minute a question. And I've got a really interesting one today. I've got Ileana, who's a principal channel consultant for HubSpot in the Dublin office. So, so far we've had a couple of people who are digital marketing experts. We had some from SEMrush, we had the, the Georgie B, but it's really interesting to get someone from HubSpot and their point of view. So um, Ileana, I just want to sort of start with, What's one key thing that's really worked for you and your clients? Like what you've seen, you've obviously been in you know, HubSpot for a while, it's your second inbound. In 2016, what's one key thing that's worked? Yeah, so probably one of the things that worked really, really well for the majority of my agencies this year have been publishing on LinkedIn or in this case on Medium, although not that many have experimented with it yet. I think it's a great opportunity though. Now the whole idea with this has been, you know, we always want to have a lot of traffic, we want to have the good leads and so on and so forth. It's great to continue blogging, um, absolutely, we have our subscribers, that, but they may not be as close to us as our direct connections that we have on LinkedIn. So they may not be the best people to amplify our content and share it and so on and so forth, and generally to consume it. So. Publishing things on LinkedIn has done wonders for a lot of my clients with regards to that entire engagement rate, bringing them back to the website, sharing con- sharing comments and so on and so forth. Um, and for some of them, they've even appeared in LinkedIn Pulse, which has been fantastic as well. So they are discovered not just by their immediate connections, but also you know by other people um, to generate them some business and so on. So really the key thing here is continue publishing on your blog, but with the pieces that you really want to promote and really want to push out there, simply just republishing them on LinkedIn or Medium, of course. They have a great distribution platform as well. And just at the very bottom, just say that this was originally published and then put the link to your website. I love it. Very practical and also a good tip about actually referencing where you got it from. Um, second question, I'm really curious about this because obviously you've been busy with uh, clients and you know, you've probably been busy with the event. But what's one key thing in Inbound 2016? So, you, you know, it's not your first rodeo. You've done this before. What's one key thing this year that stood out for you? Sure. So probably what stood out to me the most was social media amplification. I think we heard that at Gary V's keynote and then also Brian Halligan's um, talk during the HubSpot keynote. And with that in mind, you know, it's all about making sure that your content gets out there and really reaches the right people. Now, because we live in an information uh, overload era, we have so much content at our hands the whole time. And regardless of how amazing your content might be, you're going to need to promote it heavily. And to do that nowadays and in 2016 and 2017 onwards, I think that entire notion of nati- native advertising, we heard a lot about Facebook as well from Gary V, uh, is going to be hugely important. So I think, funny enough, you know, we speak about inbound and this is the inbound conference and, you know, we want people to come to you. But nowadays, to amplify that content, you're going to need paid. So. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's, very, it's, a, it's just the way of the world now with all the noise and everything. What I'm most excited to uh, talk to you about is, and I know this softball question, but I don't care, um, and the listeners will find out why in a second, where is inbound's place in PR? Sure. So, funny that you're asking this. (laughs) Um, I presented yesterday uh, at the conference about my new concept, inbound PR. Now, I come from a PR background, and I've spent the past two years working at HubSpot and focusing on inbound marketing, so it only made sense to combine all of these things. And really the whole idea with this is, and this is to the answer of your question, that 
Through my research and working in PR agencies myself and with various PR pros around the world, I found that PR people really great at content. They really excel at that storytelling piece. That's what they study and that's kind of what they do day in and day out. Now, content flies through the entire inbound methodology. Inbound cannot function without content. Content is the center of it. But on the other hand, when you think about PR people, the one thing that they really suck at is measurement. Now, this has been the case in the PR industry for the past 100 years. You can Google it. You, everyone, that, that's every, what everyone's going to tell you. We can't measure PR. We don't know what the ROI is. But that's not true. Now, if you apply the entire methodology to it, it can work because the, the whole methodology is based on the fact that you start with your goals in mind with those numbers and then you work backwards. Now, this same thinking should be applied for PR. So there we have it. Our entire PR concept lies around combining PR's biggest strength, which is content, and alleviating its biggest challenge, which is measurement through inbound. Awesome. Eliana, thank you so much. I really should start calling these three and five because a lot of great stuff there. Congratulations on a fantastic event and keep doing what you're doing. It's very amazing to watch. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Having me. This has been great. <laughs>